Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast, where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Metal Warriors for the Super Nintendo. Metal Warriors was developed by LucasArts and published by Konami in North America in April of 1995. And as far as I know, it did not come out anywhere else. Wow. So it's a true Western game, man. (laughs) It's just strange because it seems like it would really appeal to a Japanese audience. Yeah, in a way, um, you could see that being, you know, the titular Metal Warriors are giant mecha operators. So, you know, it's very influenced by that, you know. Oh, for sure. And we'll get into the influences more in just a second. But I did want to point out this game was made by almost the entire crew of Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Yeah, which is so weird. Very weird. They're tonally very different games. In fact, this game was actually built on the Zombies Ate My Neighbors engine. Yeah, which, okay, I've only played that a little bit, but they just seem like such totally different games. Like, uh, are there any similarities, really? Like, No, not at all. It's an overhead game with... uh, I mean, it has zero, zero things in common. So I was like, can you aim? Do you have like 16 directional aiming or anything? No, you can aim in maybe eight directions, but at least four. Okay, okay. Now, the game was designed by Mike Ebert and programmed by Dean Sharp, and they both worked on the Zombies game as well. If you can believe it, Mike Ebert, uh, before he got into the games world, he published uh, his own magazine on anime. And uh, oh, okay. <laughs> often focused on shows that involved giant robots or mecha. Fair enough. That's a fertile field to uh, <laughs> harvest. Now, they also said this game was heavily inspired by Cybernator for the Super Nintendo. Yeah, I can see that. I've never played that game, but I really want to now. Uh, yeah, I, I remember renting it once or twice uh, back in the 90s. So, yeah, it, it was cool. And it's very similar kind of gameplay. Now, a lot of people think this is a sequel to that game, and it is not. And again, this is also not a sequel to Metal Storm, which I always thought it was as well. Me too. The, I, the NES game. I don't know if that just, you know, I, I feel like I just, with the naming convention, Metal Storm, Metal Warriors. Well, you're, And then you do have the gravity flip item. So Yeah, and you're in a giant mech. So, But that game was yeah, yeah. developed by Irem. Yeah, yeah. Different, different peeps. Now, in addition to Cybernator, they were, of course, inspired by the Gundam series. And uh, Advanced Trooper Votoms. Votoms, okay. Now, are you familiar with either of those properties? I, I for one, have never really gotten into the Gundam series. Uh, I always thought it looks cool, but I just never watched any of it. I watched a little bit of the, I think, whatever the first season they aired on, like, Toonami was. Gundam Wing, I believe. Mm -hmm. And Votoms, I know I've heard of, but I think I've just watched a video about them once on YouTube or something. Okay. Yeah, uh, my son's watched at least two or three of the Gundam uh, series. He really likes it. Okay. Uh, during the quarantine, he's actually putting together a pretty sizable uh, Gundam model kit, or Gunpla, as the cool kids call them. Okay. Sure, yeah. <laughs> now, originally, this game was going to be published by the big N, Nintendo themselves. I saw that. Yeah, it was uh, advertised, I think, as such, and maybe even in a Nintendo Power. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but it's so late in the Super Nintendo's... Uh, lifespan right is that why they backed off or something Yeah, once the playstation's first round of games came out or were uh, shown off nintendo realized that they should not put out that final wave of Uh super nintendo games that's also where um star fox 2 fell to the wayside oh and since they didn't publish it uh konami stepped in and they decided to publish it but apparently it was a pretty small printing so it's not a very common game right i'm sure it's uh extremely affordable it's not horrible. I, I looked it up. I think I think uh, loose. You can get it for like twenty five bucks or so. Oh, okay. Well, that's not bad. No, not at all. I was just looking at some dates uh, earlier, and uh, it's so weird to think that this game came out like five, four or five months before the PlayStation. Yeah. Super. Oh, it's crazy, man. It's like creeping up. I I I had those things farther apart in my memory, so it uh, <laughs> threw me for a little. Well, loop. Uh, many of those milestones from our youth seem so far apart. Uh, 
you know, right. because we were in them. But in reality, we're pretty tightly packed together. Oh, sure. And then finally, this game was remade for the Game Boy Advance, but never released. Oh, what? Yeah, I think uh, it was very close to being done, but internal strife in uh, the Konami world uh, just made it never materialize. Well, that's a shame. It truly is. I think it would have been pretty cool on that little system. Agreed. And, uh, you know, we stick to our four, four and a half systems here on the show, but I think at some point we're going to have to creep into some of that Game Boy Advance library. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a great system with a, a deep, deep library, so yeah, it would be a, a lot of fun. I think so. Maybe once we hit the 200 mark, we'll start squeezing some of those in. <laughs> sure. Red alert. Well, Nick, what kind of game is Metal Warriors? This is a mech-based, side-scrolling action platformer. Yes, it is. And in this game, you can jump with almost all of the vehicles you, you control. Sure, and yeah. You, and you shoot a whole bunch as well. But really, that's just the bare bones of what the various uh, giant robots or mecha that you control in this game do. Oh, yeah. They all, uh, you have a, a variety of six different mechs that you can kind of go between, and they all are very different in their abilities and uh, powers. Now, do you want to talk about those first or the power ups first? Oh, um, either way. Well, you know, normally we save them, but let's get right into those mechs then. Yeah, let's do it. Let's get into the meat, baby. All right. Now, the main mech you're going to be using is called the Nitro. That's right. And it is a cool looking standard uh, bipedal mech. You've got. Two legs, arms that carry a giant gun, and a jetpack. Oh, yeah. And then uh, every mech has like four things it can do usually. That's right. And they're all like mapped to a different uh, button on your Super Nintendo controller. Yeah, this uh, game really takes advantage of and makes use of every button on that controller for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Now, the Nitro has a standard machine gun as his big gun. It's kind <laughs> of an energy gun. Yeah, it's, it's the energy cannon, okay. and it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it shoots a little, you have like orange little beams. I don't know if it's stronger than the other default weapons, but it is the only one that actually kind of shoots in a straight line. Mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. With your three bullets or whatever that you can have out at once. And if you hold down your button, it is a nonstop stream. Yeah, rapid fire, man. And then it's a jump capability is it's actually, it's like a jet pack. Yes, and it's pretty awesome because it's uh, unlimited, so you can just hold down that uh, A button and fly or as long as you want. But it isn't just uh, your standard like Superman flight. There's a lot of momentum involved. Oh yeah, and and it's because you're only whenever you're holding it down, it's like you're you're rising up. You can't exactly hover. No. So it's it's kind of weird. And if you're falling down, it takes you a while to first halt that momentum. And then start rising up. It's, it's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, it definitely cool. captures the feel of like a giant heavy machine. Yeah. And then the two other cool things this mech can do are pull out a shield and hold it there or drop a mm -hmm. shield. Yeah, you have like this shield wall that like creates a little energy shield that stays in place. And then you can hide behind it. It'll it'll take like a certain amount of damage before it disappears. Awkward part is, is that when you summon it, it's right where you are. So you have to back up to be behind it. Yeah, that kind of sucks, but uh, it's a little trick you get used to, kind of. You can, using it is kind of uh, a skill I, I developed this time more so than I, I used to. You really kind of have to. Yeah, yeah. And finally, if having a jetpack, giant gun wasn't enough for this cool <laughs> mech, you also have a giant energy sword. Yeah, the, the beam saber, but it's essentially a giant lightsaber, and it's awesome. It is. Uh, you swing it, it's extremely strong, I think stronger than all of your other weapons. Uh, definitely, yeah. And, and you have like three slashes. You, If you press up, you'll do like a an upward slash, and pressing down will do a downward slash, and straight ahead will just kind of do a thrust. And it takes uh, a, like a little time, though. It's a, it's a swing to that sword. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. And you have to be right up on whatever you're attacking. Definitely. So it's, uh, you know, you got to choose your, your strikes. And that's it for the Nitro. Um, I think next we'll talk about the second most common vehicle you're going to find. And that is the Havoc. Yes, this one you see very frequently in levels, uh, and you fight a lot of them too. Like, the Nitros are only good guys, pretty much. Correct. So it's just you, you know? And the Havoc is an enemy ship that you can take control of, because any mech you see that's not being used by an enemy, you can climb into. Yeah, which, I mean, we haven't got into yet much, but that that's the other kind of half of the game, where you, you hop out and switch mechs or stuff. Yeah, we'll get into those controls, I think, after this. But the Havoc 
is a little quicker than the nitro. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it has a different gun. Yeah, it has the machine rifle. And it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Unlike the nitro, it's got uh, a little bit of a spread. Like it's it doesn't come out at once, but you have a, a kind of a little field of fire that it generates out from. So that has its ups and downs. You know, you can kind of squeeze weird angled shots off on things sometimes around like not around a corner but and but it just it looks really cool because you could see shells coming out and stuff it looks like it's belt fed it's it's a cool cool machine gun yeah then in addition to that you have uh a different type of jump you don't have the jet pack you have jump jets on your feet yeah and and they're they're much more limited it's uh they can only give you so much boost before you fall back down yeah, you don't have nearly the height, that's for sure. But you also no, have no. a dash from them. Well, yeah, you have the zip roller. I love that. Oh, yeah, it's really cool. It looks neat where you kind of hunch down, and then it's like, I always kind of imagined it as like robotic roller skates. Yeah. And you just zoom forward uh, way faster than just about any other mech, you know? Oh, for sure. It's super cool, and it's a great way to close the gap on one when you're trying to use, well, my other favorite weapon this guy has, and that's his chain whip. Yeah, he's got his, uh, I don't know what it is. It, it clearly, it looks like there's like a bladed shovel head or something at the end of it. Yeah, almost like an anchor. It's a, it's a, yeah, yeah. It, it's really cool. And uh, it's not as strong as the beam saber, but it is stronger than your machine rifle. I think it has a little more range than the beam saber. I could see that. And it also, I don't know if you can do a downward strike, but I know you can do a, a kind of overhead, a slightly up at an angle strike with it to, to help you aim. You can. And it also has a one-two attack. Oh, yeah, yeah. So if you hit, you do like a, a thing. And then if you hit it again, you spin and swing it even farther. Yeah, I get a, a sweet, sweet combo. And then it also has a shield, but it's not an energy shield. No, it's just your, your block. It's like a big metal armor plate or something. I don't know. It's just like on your arm. It's, it's pretty neat looking. It's a, it's a cool looking Yeah, mech. I think that shield is also maybe stronger than the nitros. Uh, maybe that, that I'm, I'm not too sure how the shields stack up against each other. I don't either. I just, I just, it feels like it is. It it could be. And then we have three more mechs and these are all more specialized. Yeah. Your first two were humanoid bipedal mechs, but that's not the case for the next three. We have the ballistic mech. Yeah. This is a a cool and kind of neat mech. Weird looking though, like you said. And it is a giant ball. Yeah, it's they kind of call it a mobile gun platform at times where you just look like a ball and you roll around. You you can still jump, but you have no jets. Oh, it's kind of awkward in some some areas. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it takes some getting used to because you can't shoot while you're in the air with this. You know, you have to stop and then the ball kind of unfolds and you have some guns in, on inside. You have a machine rifle just like the Havoc. Yeah, and when you stop, like a tripod legs will fold out and... Uh, in fact, it's actually, uh, if you have children or you've been in the toy aisle in the past few years, it's much like a Bakugan. Okay. I, I've heard the name, but I'm unfamiliar with Bakugan. Uh, they're a sphere that when you place them on a magnet, they unfold into like a creature or a thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, I, I know what they are. I remember now. And this is this is a Bakugan. It unfolds into a gun platform. And uh, once you're shooting, you cannot move at all, though. Yeah, that's the problem. Indeed. Uh, but it makes up for it with a few other ways. You do have... Uh, a shot that's stronger than the other two mechs we've talked about. Yeah, it's the uh, plasma cannon, and it's pretty cool because you can charge it up, kind of like if you just press it, you can you can shoot like up to three shots, and they're 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 larger shots than any of the other ones. They're kind of orange fireball looking things, yeah. or you can charge it up for a few seconds, mega buster style, and let out a really strong, huge fireball, almost the size of the ballistic mech itself. And that's really strong. It takes out most most enemies. Yeah, and it's it's one of these weapons that has no range. Like it will keep going till it hits something, and you know that's something we, we haven't touched on yet. But some of these weapons, like you know, you have a longer range than the screen actually shows, so you can affect things farther down the level sometimes. And and this one can do that. Yeah, which you need to because a lot of times things can affect you from further down the level as well. Yeah, yeah, and it also can destroy certain types of background in the same manner as a. Uh, the missile special weapon or missile i guess yeah now this uh mech also has a shield uh yeah and i yeah. think this I, I keep saying this but i think this is the strongest shield oh, okay maybe yeah uh, because you basically dig in and then plating comes up over the front of the ball yeah yeah it looks neat i like it and then finally uh this mech also has an offensive movement yeah you have your uh power spin 
which kind of functions like the spin in, in Sonic, where you kind of spin in place, but eventually you'll start to glow. You'll have this like purplish energy field around you, and then you'll blast forward super fast, um, or any direction that you press. Yeah, you can go up. And you will bounce around. Yeah, yeah. It's the only way to actually get and you'll height. you'll Yeah, and you will um, you'll damage anything you come across. It's It's strong, but... It's really strong if you can get someone in an area where it's you're, you're not moving as fast when you kind of slow down and drag across because you do contact damage. Mm -hmm. But it's very useful for like hit and run tactics where you can blast in and, and smack a turret and then get out of there or or something, you know, because you're invincible. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Now, personally, I did not like using this mech that much just because getting used to the having to stop to fire. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's weird. It, it's uh, it takes some getting used to for certain. Yeah. Uh, then after that we have the Prometheus. Oh, a great, uh, a great big mech. This is a a, a huge kind of tank-like mech. Yes, it does have two feet, two legs, walking, but it does not carry a gun. The entire top half of it is a gun. Yeah, it's it's basically instead of arms, you have two giant like artillery-style cannons. Is it two or one? It's two. It, it's it's symmetric. They they show one at the oh, end. Oh, that's of right. The... But when it's sideways, it just looks like you... one. Yeah, yeah. And what makes this one unique is that it has no ability to jump or fly. That's right. You are, are pretty limited movement-wise. Uh, instead of being able to jump or fly, you can uh, make bridges in some very specific situations. Yeah, basically, if you if you come to a pit or a you know a, a shaft that you want to cross, you can press uh, your button, and then a little block will appear just below you. It's destroyable by getting shot by things, like many things in this game, but. And you can just slowly build a little bridge in front of you to cross uh, a gap or whatever. But really, this uh, vehicle is all about the offense. It's got, I think, some of the strongest weaponry in the game, starting with its normal gun. Yeah. Yes, the Mega Cannon, which is a, a very useful and powerful weapon where you shoot a, a giant like shell out. And when you, when you fire it, you want to hold down the button because when you release it, it will then detonate it, which will shoot in eight directions. Yes. Now, is it stronger? when it is in its main uh, just regular bullet before it explodes? I'm not 100% sure. I always thought it was because, um, much like the plasma cannon, it has infinite range. It'll keep going outside the screen, and it will destroy terrain in the same manner as a plasma cannon or a missile weapon. So it seems like it, and I've always kind of treated it that way, but I was kind of experimenting with using the detonations more frequently this time, at least in certain situations. And I... Um, I, I I don't know. That's what I... Sorry. No, I wasn't sure either. Now, in addition to its main cannon, it, it is not totally defenseless from the air. It has a set of aerial mines it can deploy. And they're pretty cool. Little little purple. They just look like uh, glowing orbs that kind of float left and right in a, you know, uh, upward direction slowly. Very, but, very much uh, like bubbles. And anything that... Yes. Yeah, yeah. And anything that touches them gets hurt, and they're stronger than I thought, actually. They're, they're pretty yeah, decent. Yeah, you should always be letting them loose when you're just walking around. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, finally, we have its last weapon, which is its flamethrower. Super strong. Uh, you get a flame that gushes out in front of you. It, it's it's very close range, but it'll set enemies kind of on fire. It does a lot of damage. It does, and um, it will also burn a lot of different projectiles. Oh, Okay. So it's useful in that way. In fact, something about the mega cannon as well. Um, there are it will also destroy certain projectiles if it happens. If it's the bullet still, if it's in the shell form, hmm. certain things. If it happens to be, it's got to be on like the exact same height and you know plane kind of. But it will destroy things. All right. Now this uh, mech also has a shield, but I never really understood how it worked. Uh, yeah, it, it's it kind of looks like a, a shield that's like revolving around you so maybe it's that like where it only works sometimes it looks like a magic jump rope right yeah <laughs> <laughs> at least that's what i thought of every time i saw it spinning around me right it's a good way to put it um i when i'm using the prometheus i usually uh and maybe this is a, a weakness of mine but i usually obey the offense is a better defense uh rule <laughs> yeah <So>. same here <laughs> uh, and then following that let's talk about the spider mech another cool mech uh a little unconventional in design as well. Yeah, it's it's the goofiest looking mech, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, because it's a you have a body with four legs, mm -hmm. I believe, and then you have above it this drone that orbits. And I wanted to ask you about this because recently I started looking at the sprite wrong, where I had always interpreted this little uh, 
you know, it's unattached. It's a drone and it looks like it kind of has like blades on the front maybe coming out. But I had always read that as the head. Uh, until you but just said that. if you look that, down on the front. Yeah, I, I until about oh, 10 seconds ago, I thought it was kind of like a weird scorpion head, scorpion tail head situation. Well, see, I, I had read that as a description as well online. But then when you look at the actual sprite, it does have a little like yellow part in the front that could be where you actually are and maybe it is a big tail i I was just curious what you thought because my my mind was blown it is very goofy when it moves though they really had a a ball animating like the spindly movement of its legs yeah yeah well i mean yeah it moves like a goofy spider and like spiders uh it can climb on walls yeah pretty handily too yeah it's not bad the orientation does kind of rotate with it so it takes some getting used to yeah, but you really don't encounter it very often, and when you do have it, there's not a lot of tricky places to go with it. No, uh, and you know, uh, I'll admit it right here. I did not even see one of these this entire playthrough. <laughs> oh, I saw it and then never, never used it. I, I kept missing them, and I, I like the spider mech enough, but I, I just I, I wasn't ignoring it on purpose. I, I just passed them all. Now the spider mech has a gun. Uh, yeah, energy shot. Um, but it does have a spread. A little bit, you know, like like the machine rifle. Yes. It has a jump, which is a pretty standard jump. Yeah, yeah. No jets or anything going on here. No. Uh, what does make it unique, though, besides its ability to climb walls, is that it also shoots a web. Ah, yes. And the web is awesome. It's a little shot that comes out. And when it... I think when you release the button, it will, it, it'll either hit something and then turn into a, a web sprite, or when you release the button, it will do it as well. So you can... Any enemy that's touching it is immobilized and then you can really kill them yeah it's it's pretty awesome uh, and then it's final power is one that i never used uh i didn't even realize it had and that is to cloak yeah because uh instead of having a block you just press your your block buttons usually r and then you'll just turn invisible and it's pretty cool uh at least against the computer because it will just ignore you then and you can you know wait wait f- to escape or something but you don't have an actual block button, unfortunately. Okay, and then it has one extra attack here, I, I guess. the Some sort of strike? Uh, yeah, it's like your close combat attack where the little drone like flies down. See, I always interpret it as like a bite, but if it's a scorpion tail, then it's like the tail strike, hmm. depending, depending on how you want to read this curious mech. And then finally, we have what is uh, called in the game the most high-tech of the various mechs, and that is the Drake. The Drake, or I... I'm saying this now just because this is how I've always pronounced it in my head. It, I always called it the Drake. I've heard it called the Drake. So now I'm kind of back and forth. So I might say both of them a bunch. So apologies in advance. Fair enough. And it does not walk at all. Uh, no, it does not. It is the only truly fully flying mech. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. And because of that, it doesn't have a lot of the capabilities of the other robots. It doesn't have really any other attacks besides a standard energy beam machine gun type thing. That's true. Um, it, you know, it's uh, again, it has a bit, little bit of that s- spread play like the others. But what makes this one pretty cool and kind of special, I think, is that you your four attack buttons now just shoot that beam in one of the four cardinal directions. Or and of course, if you press yeah, or if two, you hold down yeah, two of them next to each other, you'll shoot in the diagonal. Yeah, very useful, and it's the only true strafing you get in this game, so it's pretty cool because you can fly above an enemy and keep weaving in and out or, you know, any direction. Yeah, and then it's uh, one other combat move is the power dive. Yes, uh, which is, I believe, the strongest attack in the game. Yeah, I wonder if that's the stolen from uh, Battletech, the death from above. Uh, Maybe, man. I'm not as familiar with Battletech, so uh, I can't say for certain. But... You know, I found it very tricky to aim. At times. I mean, you don't get it that much in the actual game. You know, it's kind of a rarer mech towards oh, the yeah. end. But, I mean, as far as it, it goes, it's very deadly because you just immediately fall down. Like, like the Drache actually, it, it looks kind of weird because it looks like, I guess, a little ship, but it has like four or five, maybe a starfish shape, you know? Mm-hmm. With these, like, oh. wings coming downwards off of it that... They all come together to form a point, and then it just dives down. It's it's really cool and very rewarding when you get oh, it. Oh, for sure. And that's it for the mechs, but the mechs aren't the only thing you control in this game because inside the mech is you, your little man. Yeah, Lieutenant Stone. And Lieutenant Stone is not bound by these mechs. No, um, a la Blaster Master, 
you can pop out whenever you want. Yeah, it's it's really cool. And it's a, a beautiful, tiny little human sprite that I love. Yes, and that tiny sprite has his own gun. Yeah, it's got a pretty decent range, uh, a, a great rapid fire if you hold it down, and I believe eight directions of fire. Yeah, now the human has 10 hit points. Uh, that's right. And as you take damage, it'll it'll show your current, like, like it'll count down from 10 to 1, you know, coming out of you to, to, to let you know. And if you get back into a mech, refills all your health. Yeah, so you want to do that frequently. <laughs> For sure. And your uh, Lieutenant Stone also has a jetpack, so that's an important little tool. And it also has that momentum situation. You can't just fall and hit your, you know, jetpack button and expect to turn right up. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. But you're very quick with it. You can really get around. Yes, you are super quick, but any large projectile will kill you instantly. It's only the small arms fire that doesn't kill you right off the bat. Yeah, you are no match for any mech at all. Zero. Or even a robot. But you can kind of sneak around sometimes. There are certain levels where um, I would accidentally lose my mech, but I got out in time. And if you get far enough ahead of where the action is, it's like you can see all these... The robots, they just stand there. The mechs, they'll ignore you. Some mechs will still fight you. I think Havocs might. Yeah, it, it's really weird. I've seen them go both ways, so now, I don't know if it was like they just hadn't been triggered or something. Right. Now, turrets will never shoot at you. Turrets. Yeah, yeah it's pretty cool. And the but... big cannons. Yeah, yeah, which is nice. <laughs> yeah, so it is helpful to use, use that little man to explore sometimes. And often, you have to get out, use your little guy to go hit a panel, turn a switch, that kind of thing. That's, that's the main thing you're doing is trying to you know, clear access to other areas by flipping a computer switch. Now, all of the mechs also have health, but there is no health bar or anything like that. Yeah, you have effectively no heads-up display. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, well, it's an innovative way where, because you start with a kind of orange color, you're orange, and the bad guys are blue generally. Yeah, and a and mech as you take damage, not being used is gray. Oh, yeah, that's and, true. Oh, and they're game for you to, you know, hop in and grab them. But that's also true for the little, there are little enemy soldiers running around too who will hop into mechs, including yours if you leave it unattended. Yeah, so never leave your mech by a tiny door. Right, right. It's it's kind of weird that, the, it's neat though, because it's like some background that you might just think is nothing, but you can actually see this little little doors open and, and these little fellas come out and, and run amok. Yes. Uh, but the way you do notice that there's damage done to your mech is that the color on it will fade as it's more damaged. Yeah, you kind of go from your orange to a, a weird, dark, dull kind of purple. Yes. And then at a final point, it will start sparking. Yeah, yeah. And then the very last resort is once uh, it loses part of its functionality. Uh, for the ones that have arms, you usually lose arms and that kind of thing. Yeah. And at that then point, you're, you're you just no, uh, no longer shoot. Right. You're, you're pretty much defenseless. I don't think you can block either. All you can do is run away and yes. jump. Now, the reason you can still run away and jump and whatnot is because you can get to areas where there are power-ups. And as a guy in the mech, you can use the mech to shoot the power-up to unlock it. Or as a tiny human, you can shoot the power-ups to open them as well. Yes. So let's talk about these power-ups, Nick. Let's talk power-ups. There is, of course, health. Yeah, and these, these power-ups are usually in a little, like, gray box, and this will have a plus sign or a, a, you know, first aid sign, I guess, more appropriately. But it is black and white, so that way they won't get sued by the Red Cross. The famously litigious Red Cross. Which is super weird. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, they got their image, or like the uh, World Wildlife Fund had to take down the WWF. Yeah, at least with that one, though, it lets you know, like, when people stopped watching wrestling. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It is a nice little, like, uh, bellwether. Uh, but, you know, you said that these are in these little gray boxes, and that's the case for most of them. Uh, sometimes they mm -hmm. will also be in the back of trucks, like little vehicles. Oh, yeah, yeah. And some of these are always health, but then there are some that are kind of random. They they change depending on the playthrough. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. But, yeah, the health seem to be permanent, but the rest could be whatever, you know? And, I mean, I think sometimes you might be able to get health randomly, but I'm yeah. not sure. And the most often way you're going to find these early in the game is through special depots that release them. Yeah, it will say port, and then every so often uh, a health box will just spawn in front of it. So it's a good base of operations if you're taking a lot of damage. And the way this game works is there is no respawn for the most part. So yeah, you definitely want to backtrack a lot to you know return to these ports to refill your health whenever you need to. Indeed. 
And uh, we did mention the health, but we didn't say that once you pick it up, uh, you can only pick up these uh, power-ups with the mechs, not the human. And the health power-up just heals you fully. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and then in addition, there are a bunch of weapon upgrades. And there's a weapon upgrade that is represented by the numbers one through four, which I, I don't think I ever saw a four, by the way. I saw a four. Is there a one? I thought you started at one. I, I think so. Okay. Uh, no, I, I just don't. I, I honestly don't remember. And I feel like I erroneously wrote it down. But, uh, and these just increase the power of your gun. Yeah, you get a slight sprite change. It tends to get larger and oranger. Uh, but one of the problems with you with this is that it does take away the spread a lot of times. Mm -hmm, mm, that's true. And they aren't permanent. They just last some amount of time I could never figure out. I feel like it's like 30 seconds or something. You know, it's it's longer than maybe even longer, maybe a minute, you know? Yeah, it's definitely I think it's about a minute or so. It felt long, but not long enough. <laughs> Uh, then we have the bouncing shot, and that's a little letter B. Yep, yep. And it, of course, uh, lets your bullets bounce off uh, like one or two walls. Yeah, it, they still have a limited range, but you can you can use it to like angle some things. It's you know not always my favorite <laughs> special weapon, but yeah, yeah. I just think it's a little cooler here because you have sixteen directions to shoot from, so you can get some different, a little bit of different action out of it. You know, mm -hmm, for sure. Uh, then we have the seeking shot or the S. Yeah, and this is definitely bubbles. Yeah, for sure. And it is a kind of an awkward heat seeking. It's not very straightforward. No, it arcs around. It's kind of circular in a way. Yeah, you really have to work to make it hit what you want. I was also not really a fan of this one either. Uh, if I have the nitro or the the drake or drake, uh, it, it's nice to be able to for flybys, you know, or, or maybe even the havoc if you're moving fast, where you can shoot at something while you're cruising around and, and not worry about getting hit. But it's it's not the greatest, and it's not that strong. No, in fact, it's weaker. Uh, the the bouncing shot and the seeking shot are both weaker than your standard gun, I think. Oh, I, I would not be surprised. Uh, and then in addition to weapon upgrades for your standard gun, there are, uh, well, like shoulder-mounted items that you'll find. Yeah, you get some items that actually your mech uses. Uh, yeah. Uh, the most common, I think, is the missile launcher. Yeah, and arguably the best, but you get a neat little looking like brace of missiles on your shoulder and then uh, they will all sit there forever until you start using them. And then you have a time limit similar to the uh, gun upgrades, but much shorter. Yeah, I'm so glad I figured that out, too, because at first I just thought you had to start using it right away. Oh, OK. Yeah. Uh, but they are very strong. They destroy a terrain, a lot of terrain that uh, can only be destroyed by the stronger weapons. Mm -hmm. It just cuts right through it. Yeah, yeah. And and this, much like the other weapons, if you see like a big field of small destroyable terrain, they'll destroy like a big chunk of it at once instead of just, you know, piddling through. And then the other nice thing about that is that you can use them while you are flying or hovering or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it's pretty cool. Uh, following that, we have the gravity switcher. Yeah, which is a, a pretty, it can be neat. It's not really a... a super powerful item i don't <laughs> you know what i mean like i'm never like rejoicing when i see it but yeah i mean it's really only that useful in the very few situations yeah um, mainly that last boss fight oh yeah okay okay i i never used mine actually but we'll talk about well, that later mm -hmm. or next week hint hint <laughs> uh next up we have speed yeah not the you, film <laughs> no no or the narcotic nope now, this just is a speed power-up, kind of. Uh, you get a little little bit of sparkage coming out, and then your movement and stuff. I don't know if it just doubles, but every, you can move super fast. And your uh, I believe all your, your guns and your attacks all speed up, right? Yeah. First of all, you look really cool. Yeah, yeah. You look like you're going you know, nuts, like fast, fast energy. Like it looks sped up, you know? For sure. Uh, but since it speeds up your sword and that chain whip, man, it makes them incredibly useful. Oh, yeah, especially if you're up by, like, a, a big stationary turret or something that's, you know, you can get so many cuts off real fast. It's awesome. It is great. Uh, and then our final shoulder-mounted weapons are the grenades. Uh, yes, and uh, an okay weapon. Yeah, I mean, they're kind of useful if you have the high ground, but um, I just like having them because I hate when they're used against me, really. Sure, yeah. I mean, they're just little black grenades that lob out, and they, they will fall and bounce around and roll. Yeah, they bounce back and forth through shafts, and they roll a good distance, so you can get in some weird places with them. Yeah, yeah. But it's really hard. To, you can't, you know, aim 
perfectly with him for any any way, shape, or form. No, and you know, with the possible exception of the missiles, the rest of these, I usually don't like save them. Like especially the grenades, I kind of look forward to having them because I don't feel like like with the missiles. Sometimes you can expose a secret area or something that you or you can dig your way through a wall, you know, with these. But with the grenades, you can't. So I don't feel any inclination to try to poke around, you know, so you can just go nuts and blast them out. And, you know, maybe you'll kill something off screen. You never know. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you, though. I mean, if I've really gone out of my way to unlock this special area, get in there to get my special power up and it's the gravity switcher, I'm I'm pretty bummed. Yeah, yeah. I mean... If if more of the levels had areas that used it more, it might carry more weight, but uh, with these, not really. Yeah, for sure. Now, like we said, there is no heads-up display. You kind of have to figure everything out by what state your mech is in, what you see mounted onto it. Uh, mm-hmm. But you do have a, a pause that is a map. Yes, it's a, it's a map of like a few screens around your lo- current location in any direction. But it is very basic. It does not give you any details. No, it's it's just the, the yeah, it's very bare bones, but it does kind of have some arrows to indicate which of the four basic directions you need to head. Yeah, those directional arrows are really the best part of that map. They give you an idea of what you're supposed to be doing and where you're supposed to be going. But it yeah. will also show you uh, major enemies and where they're at in relation to you. That's true, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. Now, lives, Nick. Oh, there are no lives here, my friend. There are no lives. No. Uh, you die, and that's it. It is over. and You get to continue. That's your only option. Yes, and you can only do that five times. Yeah, and therein lies the worst part of this game. Unfortunately, yes. It's a, it's a cruel decision. <laughs> yeah. Uh, once you do continue, you start back at the very beginning of the level, and there is no change to that level. Yeah. Well, there are a few of the later levels where if you get to a different section— you okay, can when continue it, from there, yeah. When it when it, when you have that that break between areas, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, I found uh, that spo- out. Yeah. Spoiler: I cheated by saving a lot, so I never had to encounter that. I I was I only uh, well, we'll talk about my cheating later, but I, I cheated as well. And then another thing that makes this game really unique and interesting is it does have a two player versus mode. Yeah, and normally those are in say a double dragon or something. It seems lame and pointless. But in this one, it's kind of cool. You get split screen. You each get your own mech. You choose at the beginning of the round, or you can hit random. Yeah. Well, and it's got several maps that are made just for the two-player versus mode. They'll have different mechs out there that you can switch to and from and stuff. I don't know. It's pretty cool. I spent a, a lot of time with it in, in the past. Oh, for sure. And there are a few uh, special weapons that are only available in that mode as well. But, you know, two-player mode is a great way of learning how to really work a mech out and all of its intricacies. That's very true, and especially this time, because I haven't played this game in many years, but all those all those nights of, of just, you know, playing many uh, bouts of two-player versus, it's like, I, I'm pretty familiar with all of the mechs, so I was able to fall back on that, and, and it helped a lot. Yeah, I can uh, I can agree with you on that one for sure. Well, folks, normally this is where you'd find us talking about the manual for the game. But since this will be a two-porter, porter? Parter. Or maybe it's two porters. Who knows? And I, <laughs> cold I porter. porter. I could go for a cold porter of beer right now. Ooh, what about a porterhouse or steak? Well, I hate to tell everyone uh, you know, in podcast land, I'm sorry. I am a vegetarian, so no steaks for me. I'll take his share. Yeah, you can have it, so no worries. Now, don't think less of me out there, all you uh, meat-eating, red-blooded Americans. <laughs> But instead, we are going to go right into our personal history with this game. And spoiler alert, I know you and I both have a personal history with it. Yes, we do. And I think it's the same history, so. Well, it's pretty close. Um, This game, I'm guessing, you know, I was kind of reconstructing events because I didn't realize how late this game came out. I I didn't think it was as late as it was, but, you know, because I didn't jump right on the PlayStation wagon. So the first year or so. I know I remember renting this game several times, uh, enjoying it, never beating it, but playing oh, you... the two-player version a lot with my brother and so uh, later with Bill. you did rent this game? Yes. In fact, I rented the very same copy that our friend Bill would later buy from oh, uh, okay. nearby nearby Captain Video. Was that Captain Video? Yeah, yeah. Yes, it was. You mean the video store that we both worked at, myself for one day and you for <laughs> one summer? That's the very one, man. Yeah. So 
it's uh, it's interesting that that very cartridge, you know, it's got a lot of history on it, you know. Mm-hmm. And then this is a story for another day, but uh, Nick was the one that had to fire me from that job for almost no reason. <laughs> but we'll get into that later. Uh, you, you I myself, made me, you made me do it. I know. I myself never played this game uh, when it was out uh, at first on the Super Nintendo uh, because I was at the end of the Super Nintendo life cycle. I was out. I was, you know, I was, I don't know what I was, I was only playing role playing games basically on it and mm-hmm. I was not really getting anything new. I got you. I got you. But of course, since a friend of the show and friend of us, Bill, apparently bought it from Captain Video, it was in his collection and. That was a game we turned to many a long, late Mountain Dew-fueled night, and we played the heck out of that two-player mode. Yeah, well, it's it's really interesting in a way because it feels similar to, say, a two-player Smash Brothers where you just, you're just goofing around this level and, and just having fun, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's not a great two-player game because there's way too much health and other stuff like that. The matches can kind of <laughs> yeah. go on forever, but it is, you know, when you're... A teenager with nothing to do late at night. <laughs> it's definitely a great way to kill some time. Sure, sure. So what was your Mental. recent experience with this game then, Nick? I beat this game. Um, I cheated by saving. Um, I only saved at continue points. That was the rule I, I made for myself. So uh, Wait, until the very end, all the way through? Um, yeah, okay, no. There was one point I did save before the final boss. I was going to say, man, that's that's pretty amazing. But yeah, yeah, no, that was the one. But for the rest, I, I was pretty proud of myself because I was like, I'm not going to do in. N- there wasn't much that was so hard for any one section. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, my son had just been playing through this game a few months ago, and he got to level four without any trouble. And I was like, man, I thought it was harder than that. So I jumped in, and yeah, I busted out levels one, two, three, no sweat. Got into level four. It's a little tougher, but I think I played this game maybe four times total. Oh, sure. Yeah, I probably played it for I'm probably closer to five because, like you said, I, I could get through the first three or four levels pretty easily. And after that, it was like, I'll just do one level a day. Well, the first sticking point is that defender level. You know, uh, I had to play that like two times, two or three times to really understand what I had to do. OK, OK. Yeah. Uh, and then from that point on, you know, I saved at the beginning of every level and then I started saving in the middle of levels, I think, during the special mission or secret oh, okay, okay. mission. Uh, and then yeah and then uh you know i didn't actually play all of this game my son and i kind of traded back and forth so when one of us get tired or stuck we just kind of old school toss the controller to the other person and then we you know brute our way through the next chunk of the game uh but we did save at right before the boss the final boss and then part way through that final boss fight as well okay okay yeah, it's it's a tough game because, you know, we mentioned before no lives, five continues, but we should also say no password. Like this is a long game. These levels yeah. are huge and there's oh, yeah. a lot to to digest. So, uh, you know, it, it does have if kind you, of a reputation of the few people who've played it for being tough. Yeah, it is pretty tough, but uh, you know, it wasn't as tough as I had remembered, that's for sure. Yeah, and and in a fair way, I think. Agreed. All right, folks, here we are in the final portion of this episode, not the review portion. It is general chat. And I would just like to start by saying that this game is gorgeous, but not in a conventional uh, sense. It's in a a post-apocalyptic, you know, uh, crazy mech industrial kind of gorgeous. Yeah, it's not um, the most colorful game in certain ways, but it does have really detailed really intricate sprites that are really well animated yeah i mean there's not a ton of enemies in this game but your mech and the other mechs you fight are so interestingly designed and detailed that i i could just get lost watching their animations yeah it's it's really cool they're thoughtfully animated as well you know with like the machine gun shells coming out and stuff it's you know that you get some little details that are that are awesome i mean even down to the degrees of like when they walk, the backwards foot or the foot that's further away is, you know, interestingly shaded and moves in such a, a way that you really can tell what it is and where it is. You know, it's a level of detail that you don't often see in, you know, a, a walking sprite or whatnot. Yeah, it, it's amazing. It's great. I love it. And I think that really is, you know, a testament to the LucasArts uh, people, the the artists there. Uh, it fits. Yeah. They always had high quality games. Yeah, and artwork. I mean, art, the art is always an amazing part of their games, hands down. 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. And the backgrounds are, are no joke either. They all look awesome. They do. I mean, even the most boring, mundane inner, you know, base, the standard level design of every game where you're in a base, they find ways to really make it pop and have these little, you know, highlighted areas and doorways and framings that make it seem really cool and layered. Yeah, and more so than many, many games, like these levels, the are designed in a way that we were like, this actually just looks like the cross section of a giant ship or or of a fortress or something. Like they have a layout that's not just, you know, we've played a lot of goofy games where you're like, all right, I don't know why you have spikes in your office or this or that. But, you know, here, everything like, it kind of makes sense where, you know, um, all, all, all the levels oh, yeah. are so cool. And it's interesting to just navigate them, you know? Yeah, and to your point, not only does it look realistic in the design, but, you know, the fact that it's populated with little tiny men, scientists, like it feels like a living world. Yeah, yeah. And which is crazy because it's almost immaterial to the game itself. <laughs> you know, the other than the switches and stuff, I don't know. It's it's like for, for a mech game to have like an action game to have this level of finesse. I don't know. Yeah. And then when you're outside, I mean, those places look amazing. Like that that city you go through that's destroyed and in, in, in ruins. Oh, Those are so some cool, really man. cool looking buildings. And I love how, you know, this game is full of a lot of destroyable terrain. You know, we've mentioned before that you can destroy with your guns or missiles and stuff. But yeah. we, we hadn't touched on there's certain parts where you're underground, say under earth and stuff. And if you destroy enough of it, it'll start falling down and collapsing. It's yeah, and <laughs> it can block so other cool. areas or cover things you meant to get to. It is pretty awesome. We, now we've gushed about the graphics and the animations, which are amazing. Uh, but there is, you know, some things about this game that aren't the best. And I'd say the music is kind of middle of the road. I see. I actually have a, a bit of a soft spot for this uh, music because it's it's very good, but it doesn't aim to catch your attention. It's not catchy. It's not very earwormy. You know what I mean? But if you yeah. listen to it, it's like very well composed. And you have some interesting choices like these guitars being picked and these weird like uh, bass riffs that are awesome. And I mean, I didn't really notice them when I was playing, you know, to be honest with you, yeah. other than this weird kind of slightly, it's, it's, it feels like action espionage sometimes the music, you know? Yes. But other than that vague feeling, it didn't really stick with me. I, you know what I mean? Years later, I wouldn't be humming it. But when I was listening to it for this podcast, I was going through the actual one. I was really surprised that these songs are only a minute and a half long. I thought they were way longer because they didn't feel like they were repetitive, you know? Yeah, I mean, so I, I think they did a good job there. I'll agree with you there because it's it's not that the songs are bad. They never stick out like, oh, what is this music? It's never distracting in any way. It just never stands out while you're playing. Not really. No, I mean, and sometimes it just sounds like cinematically appropriate, you know, the way they have some of this stuff. But it, it, it's not a. It's not a, a a game soundtrack where you'd be like, listen to this, and someone would be amazed. They would just be like, whatever, this is pretty good music. But yeah, you know, I mean, I have to bring it up because uh, otherwise, like all my other notes are just like gushing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because I mean, as many people that have listened to this show know by now, you and I both love a tiny sprite, a tiny man. I do, I do. It and doesn't have ability, to be a man, though. No, no, but a tiny person. And I love that when you pop out of that giant mech, you are such a tiny sprite that flies around. It's so awesome. Yeah, it's great. And it is awesome because it really sets the scale for the game, which, you know, it itself is all scaled and proportioned. The levels, you know, it, it just seems so cool to make you feel like you're this big mech wading through all these little soldiers shooting and throwing little grenades. And then, oh, here comes a real mech. Like you're, you're tearing up this base. It's, it's uh, empowering in a very destructive way. Yeah. Now, uh, the only downside to that little tiny guy is I wish your legs dangled more or something. Sometimes his sprite can be a little static. Well, yeah, that's true. He, he doesn't have the most frames of animation down there. But the the freedom you have with that little guy is just super fun like you never feel like oh no i'm i'm out of the mech like i don't i don't want to do this it's like yeah now i can zip around yeah they really nailed it man because unlike in say blaster master where i'm like ugh, i gotta get out of the guy and go to this dumb maze right now i get to fly around with a little jetpack and you're super quick so you're not exactly helpless you know yeah i mean you don't have any you know health really to be speak of i mean when you're dealing with the large creatures or enemies but you're not totally uh helpless either correct so um how do you feel about uh 
like the aiming for your guns and stuff? So it it takes a little getting used to. And we, uh, if you've played Gunstar Heroes, it kind uh-huh. of you know sets you up for that because you can choose to stand and shoot or run and shoot. And in this game, if you right. want to angle, you have to stop and angle. That's true. Yeah. But I like having that extra freedom of you know of of aiming that you can still you know jump and shoot if you need to or run and shoot but i like being able to have all those extra degrees of movement yeah i i agree um i feel like if they did it another way where you would have to actually manually cycle through every one of your 16 target uh directions you know that yeah. would be too slow and it would screw up the actiony parts you know oh for this sure. is a good middle ground where you can switch firing left right up down stuff but if you want a little more precision you do have to land and I think that lends, and I want to. I don't want to keep using the word realism because that's not something I typically look for in a game. But it lends a a kind of weight and gravity to. It feels like a machine that you're you're driving or piloting. Yeah, and I think I mentioned it earlier, but that is one of the things that really is interesting is they really capture the weight of these giant robots. Like you don't, uh, and not in a negative way. It just in a way that's a, you know an amazing. Uh, I guess balancing act where you feel the weight of this machine. It's hard to get the momentum, but you don't really feel punished by it very often either. Well, yeah, I, that, you know, the kind of sluggishness of your slight sluggishness, I would say of the various mechs, your, your ability to turn and, and, and jump and stuff. Like in some games that would be a deal breaker, but here it feels right because they balanced the rest of the game around that so that you do feel like this, this big lumbering, like juggernaut and, uh, it, it's it's really fun, but it's not uh, ruining your your game experience, you know. Yeah, for sure. Now, most of the game you are in that nitro. That that's the main mech you're going to be in, and for the most part, I think you know the other mechs aren't as fleshed out as that one. Yeah. Well, I think here's the interesting thing: is that someone who as someone who's played a lot of the two player version, I think a lot of these mechs hold up a little better there. Yeah, Like here, the levels are designed in a way where you're you're kind of, sometimes you're railroaded into ditching your nitro and going for another mech. But if if you're methodical about it, you can usually get your nitro through the whole level. And because it is generally the best one. Yeah. Because you can fly. Not just that, but I mean, you know, the controls for the other, like the three weirdo mechs, uh, as I, as I, you know, I guess disparage (laughs) it right now, you don't get to use them enough to really feel 100% comfortable in them I feel no no I, I see and again that's another thing where it, it's kind of worth it to mess around and play uh, with a friend on that two-player version you can get good with these mechs that you don't see that often so that when you do you can get a little more out of them you know but again as far as the one-player game goes with the exception of the Drache, the nitro is is so useful in so many ways that uh, and not just in a, a one-on-one combat situation like you would be yeah now, you know, I like to balance my negatives with my positives, and I had to say that about the weirdo mechs because I also want to gush about the cutscenes in this game. Oh, man, they're actually really good. Yeah, I, this is one of the very few old games where I look forward to the cutscenes. Well, they're not, they don't overstay their welcome. They're usually nope. pretty brief. Mm-hmm. And they're ambitious in some of the cool things they try to do with the sprites and the movement of uh, these things. Yeah, you you get usually get to see some cool scenes of yourself and several other nitros like getting dropped out of a ship in space and then you fly into a distant battle or, you know, entering orbit or all uh, these cool things. The one with the water was the best. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, which, you know, I mean, it's choppy by today's standards, but some of the scaling they do there looks really good, you know? I mean, just the fact that, uh, yes, but just the fact that like when the nitro goes down and skims the water and shoots that spray up on both sides i was like all right you got me like i'm down yeah yeah and i mean not just graphically there are cool shots like that would look cool if it was a movie you know oh agreed 100 percent. i mean you could really tell the guys that made this were huge uh anime giant mech fans mm, well done gents and you know the aesthetic of the levels of the ships of the cutscenes, like i love it on every level down to the fonts they choose sure yeah yeah you have that like military future military looking font and stuff yeah it's super cool i mean it's like i just feel like so many decisions were made uh you know regarding the look of this game and feel that it's like two notches more than most other games ever get to have well and you know uh, here you get some cool little touches too where like because typically a cutscene will show your 
squad returning to you know whatever your your home base ship is and then there's uh your leader admiral whoever or whoever is in charge of the the good guys here you know and mm-hmm. they give you kind of a brief down of your goals of the next thing and then sometimes you'll see a little screen there that that'll have like details like in in the mission seven where it's like you know you got to stop them from destroying this beat up city it shows you a, like you can see a little worm down there doing it yeah. Or on the one with the tower, it gives you a little, like, it shows it's, like, zip down to the bottom, get this command key, and then get out. You know, like, I don't, it's I just a nice little touch. There. Yeah, yeah. It's just a just a, a cool little touch, and, and you get so many of them that they, they add up quick in this game. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Well, and speaking of that, like, since, you know, the, the story for this game is it's a pretty run-of-the-mill, like, invasion story of Earth or whatever. You're fighting to, you know, repel the Dark Axis and stuff, but... Mm-hmm. Those the cutscenes like play it kind of straight in a way, and it, it works with uh, the like mission system kind of of each level, where it's it's not just kill all the enemies or make it from here to here, although sometimes it is. But they they frame them each mission with a different like goal that begins with, and sometimes that goal changes, and you get like a little radio message from your your leader who says like, okay, now go do this and get out, or you know missions changed. Like it, it's it's a really neat thing that gets you invested in the i mean i guess story the narrative i, I suppose yeah and like you said not every level is the same there's some where you're defending a ship somewhere you're clearing an area sometimes you have to get the key and do a thing so yeah they really do a great job of keeping things varied and moving things along it's awesome well folks that wraps up the first half of our coverage of metal warrior for the super nintendo entertainment system uh, next week we will continue to go through this game we're going to cover its manual and take it level by level these are some really cool really interesting levels so you're definitely going to check them out so if you haven't yet find a copy of this game any way you can grab your controllers and play along friends that's right are you and you know what or if anyone out there is uh, a late super nintendo fan you've got this great game you played it too you know metal warriors let us know at cartridge command at gmail.com and we would uh we'll collect your data because it's just very interesting that this game seems to be kind of unsung for the super nintendo collection when it is clearly among the best yeah indeed if you don't want to get in touch with us through email like uh, most people don't you can talk to us at (laughs) facebook at cartridge command uh you know we hear from people there it's great share your memories of the game or whatever you know we we're all stuck in lockdown right now so you can really talk to us about whatever you want we had a cool cat that's one of our patrons he just uh he couldn't find a list of episodes because we're too well technologically unsound to make one uh he jumped in and made one for us so i mean it's a great way of finding us talking to us it's it's uh it's the future i guess that whole facebook thing we're jumping on it about 10 years too late gosh i feel like it's the year 2000 yes just close your myspace jump onto facebook it's what all the kids are doing (laughs) uh or you can get to us on the other hot platform of the moment twitter we're cart command there and uh we also sometimes respond to people post pictures of hats Tell you what a new episode is coming out. I don't know about this Twitter. I don't think it's going to catch on, Eric. Yeah, it might not. But, you know, I, we just like to cover all of our bases. So we've got one of those, too. That's right. You can also see us on Dig and Tout. Uh, I think we might start a TikTok soon. We'll have Nick <laughs> doing some dances on there. Oh, that's one of the signs of the apocalypse, man. You don't want to open. That's like the sixth seal or something. If you see Nick dancing on TikTok, you, that means start praying. Get your affairs in order. But, you know, we love hearing about from you guys any way, shape, or form. Um, get in touch with us any way you can, be it about this game, about any old games, other games you want us to cover, uh, you know, or maybe even Animal Crossing. I'm, I've been playing so much Animal Crossing that I don't even want to tell you the number of hours I'm into it, but it is a ridiculous amount of hours for the short amount of time the game's been out. He's a fiend. I, I got to make that, that island look beautiful. Uh, either way we hope to hear from you soon but of course we must always thank those fine and wonderful folks that give to us every month at patreon.com slash cartridge command that is their financial support that makes this show possible without them the show wouldn't exist no it wouldn't uh neither nick or i have a job right now we're both laid off and uh thanks to our wonderful patrons we don't have to pay for hosting space or any of that kind of stuff they take care of that for us and because of uh all of you wonderful folks this show will continue and as long as you keep giving we'll keep making it so if you don't give already consider doing so if you do give thank you so very much and yeah as always cartridge commandos game on
And this week's game is Metal Warriors for the Super Nintendo system. <laughs> for the Super Nintendo system. Super Nintendo system. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, Metal Warrior music. Metal Warriors. Metal Warriors. Metal Warrior. So then final Metal Warrior. Awesome. <laughs>